right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. Welcome to Two Guys Garage Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio and Britain Productions. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Appreciate your time. And today, it's all about the shaft. Yes, indeed, the shaft. Some people get the shaft. Some people are the shaft. You know all about the shaft, Bird. It's got to be the shaft. It's all shaft these days, man. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And if you're not clear on what we're talking about, shafts, uh, drive shafts, axle oh, shafts, uh, those things that make the world go round, or at least the tires go around, the stuff that makes us haul ass. And if you've been around a car for any length of time, you've probably had to deal with a drive shaft, whether it's a, you know, just a repair or maybe some serious upgrades, modifications, changes, you name it. So there's a lot of, a lot of goodies, a lot of details that go into into these shafts yeah man i feel like we need theme music every time we say the word shaft like that's right um you know it's funny because a lot of people i think when they're diagnosing problems tend to look over the drive shaft you know well it's out of sight out of mind it's just kind of down there and it's one of those things that uh you know if you're lucky you never have to really think about it's just true it's just there it might not even be there you just magically got all this power you know, under the hood, and magically uh, you go through a transmission, you shift a few gears, you definitely know that's going yeah. on, and then next thing you know, your wheels are turning. How does that happen? <laughs> Strange, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, a few connection points, a few A to Bs connected together, right? Right. There's a, there's a lot more components, parts, and, well, just a lot more force. Can you imagine? I mean, DriveShaft has one of the hardest jobs in the industry. Like, oh, think man. about everything it's going through. Oh, every banging gear, every burnout, yeah. you know, every hard shift. Well, every time you take off, you're applying a load. You're applying a load to it with, you know, some substantial torque to it. Regardless if you're hard on the throttle or not, you're you're still, man, put a lot of load to that. And every time you're, you know, especially when you're banging gears and sided hitting stuff. And God knows if you've got a truck or you're doing any off-roading or anything like that. Or you're hitting potholes, curbs, copings. You're doing any track time. You know, drive shafts take a beating and we rarely think about them when we're trying to do you know just diagnosis just like all right hmm what is that noise <laughs> you know and that's normally the first indicator <laughs> and i my friend am not friendly to drive shafts yes <laughs> i am in that pedal all the time yeah because right? no that's doubt. the fun factor right yeah so again you know like it's it's one of those things from a maintenance perspective, right? That uh, you know maybe you've been around, you had to update uh, you know your U joints or whatever, or maybe you've got you know you've got CVs, so you hear that clicking noise maybe on the front end when you're turning a steering wheel, so you got to replace your CV axles. 
uh, you know, and a lot of the newer cars, right? They used to be all stick axles, but you got your Camaros, your Mustangs, right? All these with uh, independent rears. So now you've got CV axles in the rear. So that's yep. a, you know, maybe a change for some folks uh, outside of the front wheel drive. And of course, we are always doing transmission swaps. That changes connections A to B, right? We're doing, you know, upgrades on transmissions. Maybe we're going from automatic to manual or the other way around. And uh, we're definitely, definitely upgrading horsepower. And uh, at some point, you put enough torque and enough horsepower in something, and you're going to snap these little twigs, right? So we need uh, we need upgrades. And, and the fact that, you know, a lot of these drive shafts now uh, have two pieces, and they have a carrier bearing to it or something like that that tends to, you know, shatter, break, uh, you know, a grenade when you start getting up in power. Uh, or any kind, any type of articulation, you know, if you're off-road. So a lot of times it's just, hey, man, I know I'm upgrading the engine. I know I'm upgrading the transmission. I know I'm upgrading other parts, doing a power adder, this, that, the other. Uh, and sometimes it's a little, little too little too late on the, uh, on the drive shaft. Oh, I probably should get rid of that whole carrier bearing unit and get a one solid piece drive shaft, huh? After you spread it all over the interstate, you know, or, or a dig launch. <laughs> It happens, man. Been there. <laughs> yeah, it's an extra point of failure for sure. So yeah, man. You know, again, you can forget about that drive shaft, but uh, once you're going to do any kind of mods, you definitely want to have that in top consideration. And we have got the like hottest shop in the country for drive shafts, for axles, for diff swaps, all kinds of things along these lines. And you'd never guess their name. I mean. You'd never guess when we're talking about mm. drive shafts, the name mm. of this company. Is a hey, is it a shop that you can go get drive shafts at? It is a shop you can get drive shafts at. Shut the front door. What's it called? They call it the drive shaft shop. You are kidding me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, you know, you're not gonna forget it. You're not gonna forget it. And you know, it's well named and uh, these guys rock. I mean, they have everything you need from you know the entry level to top game uh i got my uh cv axles for my uh ls swap bmw right i i smoke through my factory ones and a few miles and uh these guys have upgraded cvs i think the if i remember right the shafts were like 300m which is like mega badass you know super hard steel uh super high strength and man, I can just lay burnouts all day long with those uh, axles in the back of this thing. That's, uh, for that's anything you need, they got you covered. That's actually what the M stands for is mega badass. That's yeah, right. That's right. Mega that's badass. definitely right. <laughs> People didn't realize that, but <laughs> give me that mega badass steel. That's what I need right there. What kind of steel you want? The mega badass? That's what Thor's hammer is made out of. I want the NBA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, how about let's take a break, man. We'll come back. We'll get Leon, the drive shaft shop. This is all about the shafts, y'all. Theme music and all. We'll be back in just a minute on the Two Guys Garage podcast. With Kevin Bird. Yeah. It really be. <laughs> All right, it's the Two Guys Rocks Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And our boy Lee joins us on the podcast today, Fired Up. Today, my friends, it's all about Shaft. That's right, theme music and all. We have our boy Lee on. So, hey, I got to ask you, Kev, how'd you meet Lee? Just calling up, bothering him? You're one of those many people who called me like, hey, man, I got a problem. I need some help. <laughs> help. 
Well, you got to have your boys out there that can hook you up with the right goods. Yeah. You know, like I said, I just did my, uh, you know, my little LS swap BMW M3 a couple years back, my E30. And, you know, one of the things I needed was drive shafts. So, you know, after scouring the world for who makes the best stuff, uh, these guys were it. Right. They've been on my radar ever since. Uh, and of course, every time there's a, you know, a PRI or some big event like that, you know, I got to swoop in and see what the latest and the Lee is always right there, lockstep, ready to kind of point out some of the, the cool goodies. I got to ask you, man, you said you blew through those stock ones, those factory ones about two or three miles. Uh, explain the point of failure, the catastrophic failure. Did it take place on, on a road, on a launch, in a turn? What happened when you were like, all right, uh, I'm definitely broke now? Well, I got pretty lucky on this one. So I got the uh, the early warning, the kind of clicky, <laughs> clicky <laughs> sound. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the CVs kind of got a little bit too much play or I don't <laughs> know, Lee can probably jump in with exactly what's going on inside there. But uh, yeah, I started out with the whole, you know, maybe uh, it's a new build. Maybe I might be touching something rotating because it's really tight in there. I put a, a larger drive shaft, you know, as well on the front end of this diff and, uh, shim things up a little bit and that didn't go away and it was like feeling the axles like oh yeah that baby's gone yeah time to call so, lee. lee i didn't get the exciting pole vault you oh know, which yeah is, yeah that's what i was hoping ooh, <laughs> yeah a common thing this is lee hey lee how many times do you get the phone call where it's people that have waited just a little too long they're like oh i got another another ride or two in it <laughs> and they're like yeah it grenaded man help yeah that's uh that's a pretty common phone call over here uh probably yeah. <laughs> every day <laughs> so. so what's some of the uh what's the best story you think you've kind of run across with Drive shaft failures. Drive shaft failure stories. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of them out there. Um, and typically, it's those guys that poured a whole lot of money into a build, uh, you know, turbo, supercharger, whatever they did, um, you know, even built transmissions and everything and completely neglected the fact that they didn't do anything to that drive shaft or those axles. And yeah, and, and typically it's first or second launch and and yeah grenade um well lee they say racing is the constant search for the weakest link they just uh you know they're just continued on to that search you know they yeah and it, it is true uh and i hate when it's the drive shaft man because whoo when they grenade they go they typically go with a lot of other things as well so it's it gets ugly quick yeah it, it can <laughs> it be it, it can also be really dangerous you know and and yeah especially um you know a lot of the older cars that people build you know i mean 30-year-old steel drive shafts definitely aren't made, um, you know, for, for a lot more than a couple hundred horsepower that they were designed for. And then, you know, some, some people completely, you know, overlook that until it, uh, until it comes peeking up through the floor <laughs> at them, you know? Surprise! No doubt. I mean, those things, you snap the wrong end of a drive shaft and that thing is flying around underneath your car. So, one, you're banging up your car. Oh, it's yeah. not punching a hole through it. And, uh, you know, they can potentially dig in the ground and pole vault you. Yep. Yeah. So that's pretty nasty. And I've heard some guys where the shaft is, you know, spinning over 1,000 RPMs under the car at 60, 70 miles an hour. And the next thing you know, it's whipped out and it's it's chasing them right out the window. Yeah. You know, like they almost reach out and grab that thing because it's just flying around. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a big spinning heavy projectile made out of steel. So, yeah, it it, it definitely can cause a, a whole lot of havoc under a car and behind the car and like you said even that that pole vault thing you know that's not something you see 
very often, but it's it's a it's a very real uh, you know risk that you that you take when you don't you don't uh, put enough time into considering what you need for a for a drive shaft for your build. You know. Yeah, man. Well, on that on that note, you know, starting from you know, like you said, thirty year old drive shafts. Mm-hmm. So how do we start walking ourselves up? Like what what in the construction of drive shafts has gotten so much better? I know there's a lot of materials from you know steel, aluminum. You could go all the way to carbon fiber. Yeah. Uh, so give us that little bit of walk right there. What are our options and, and what, what capabilities or what benefits do you get? Sure. Well, you know, we have certain um, guidelines that we follow just because of what we've been doing this for so long. You know, the company's been around about 40 years now. Um, I've personally been with the company almost 16 years now. So it's, it's uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of a lot of time that's been put into this and a lot of experimenting, a lot of research. And we do a lot of destructive testing and things like that and, and real world world testing as far as knowing what works and what doesn't work for certain setups you know um wait 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 i got two questions man i got two questions i just can't let go you've sure. been with the company 16 years what did you join it when you were four <laughs> bro you, you look like you're 23 uh and secondly um that's just because he's got hair and his hair's not as gray as mine either so yeah, right <laughs> well thank you willie I, I appreciate that thank you he's sharper than the two of us for sure well you said two words that that i was like wait a minute i need more info on that you said destructive testing yes you care to explain or elaborate a little bit about what is destructive testing because that sounds like something I'm, i'd be really good at yeah yeah well a lot of times, you know, destructive testing is basically torque testing. Um, we take stuff <laughs> oh. that we build and, and they we put in a big machine and see what the yield is, you know, um, so we can get real <laughs> real torque numbers on, 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 on the stuff that we use. You know, we, uh, we yeah. I'm sure you guys know, we, we supply lots of very high horsepower, very fast cars all over the world. And we want to make sure that when we put a rating on something, it's legit. Um, we don't. We don't play around as far as uh, you know the, the the capabilities of our stuff, and and we're we try to be as accurate and as honest as possible with with the stuff that we make. So in order to do so, we uh, we have no problem building stuff and breaking it and seeing what those numbers are, and then you know applying the rest of our background to it and 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 making good products. Do you get a line of consistency when you have some some alloy or, or some mega badass metal? Right, and and you're getting to the point where it's it's going to yield. Do you find the consistency in that, or is it always is it always off by a little bit, or is there is there really a, a, a infinite sort of like this finite line that you could ride, and then right then and there, boom, it, it it'll give. Well, we we've been doing this a long time, so we've we've throughout the years we've experimented with different types of heat treats, different types of different grades of material, different um, you know as far as you know between aluminum and chromoly different classifications as far as you know there, there's little tiny differences you can get from one speck of material to another and we've we've gone through a lot of different stuff to try to come up with what we have now and uh and yeah when when we when we do destructive testing when we do real world testing we have we have a pretty good idea of what the limitations are for a certain thing that we made um but you know, there's always other factors, you know, yeah. testing in, in, in a machine is is good because it gives you a, a figure. It gives you a, a baseline. But what happens in, in a car under load in a launch, you know, when some of these cars and, and, and the, the weight and, and all these things yeah, come wheel together. Hop and all this. Stuff, yeah. Right. 
right there's there's shock factor and things like that that you need need to be prepared for um so you can't just go off of just testing in, in a lab or in a machine because it's not real world you know so we're right you know before before we we come out with something you know a new line of product you know we we take a lot of time and and you know we we know a lot of people that um that we can count on that that have fast cars and we can put stuff in those cars and have them beat the hell out of them before we give to anybody else. And, and a lot of times, you know, it's a combination of those things that, that gives you a good product. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, man. You got to put all that together to get somebody something on the other end. Uh, so you got that full confidence, right? Cause you guys can put it in a machine and you can twist it up all day. When we put it in our machine and we twist it up, there's a little bit of different result, right? And we don't, we don't yeah. want to see the same kind of things that you guys see when you twist it up. We, we want to just keep going and going and going, right? We don't want the damage. We don't want the, the, you know, the off-road experience. We don't want the thrill factor of, of a drive shaft chasing us down the street. <laughs> now you talked about, uh, you know, different chromolys and, and aluminums and whatnot. Um, so, you know, back to that, that kind of question of, you know, if we're going to do some upgrades, uh, you know, you can upgrade the ends, sure. right? So your, uh, your U joints and whatnot. Uh, now, as far as the tubes itself, do you guys offer several different diameters and wall thicknesses within a given material? Um, and then as you step up into, you know, aluminum and carbon fiber, is it purely a weight game at that point? Okay. Well, let's start, I guess, with steel. Um, most of the general drive shafts that you'll find in cars are going to be made out of steel typically not a very thick wall. Um, you know, if we're talking about older cars, typically you'll see U-joints on either end and, you know, they'll be in a standard type size. Um, and when you upgrade power, you know, things that you need to consider are the size of that U-joint because that's a strength limitation there. Um, and then diameter of tube, um, you know, diameter wall thickness of tube has, has two uh, things that you need to consider. It's not just strength, which strength is definitely a part of it. The other thing is is something we always take into account, which is critical speed of a drive shaft. A lot of people don't necessarily understand what that means, but a certain length of tube with a certain wall thickness can only spin safely to a certain RPM before it becomes uh, unstable. So whenever we spec out a new part or a custom part, we always take these numbers into account. So we, that's how we make a determination on, are we going to use this diameter or that diameter? Are we going to use steel? Or are we going to be better off with aluminum? Are we going to be better off with carbon fiber? Um, so there's, it's, it's, it's not really a cut and dry thing. Um, we try to give options, you know, just to put something out there for you guys to kind of consider, um, you know, let's talk about the new Hellcats. You know, we're, we, we're well known in, in that, whole market because of the drive shafts we make because especially because the stock drive shaft is a toothpick and will break pretty much with stock horsepower so one of the first upgrades that gets done on those cars is a drive shaft um, and because of how long they are um, we make them out of aluminum or carbon fiber um, because we 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 don't like making steel drive shafts that are that long because they just weigh too much um, but there's also other effects between steel, aluminum, and carbon, whereas, you know, just not to get too overly technical, but there's a big torsional difference in the, the, the characteristics of the material. So a steel drive shaft, if you can picture it, when you put load to it, um, you probably get about five degrees of torsional twist. You know, that's, that's it absorbing that inertia. Um, when you go to something like aluminum, which is a softer material, you get about 15 to 20 degrees of twist. 
Wow, Whoa. 15 degrees of twist from end to end on yeah. a long drive shaft like that? Yeah. Wow. And then when you go to carbon, you get you can get 30 to 35 degrees under load. So, wow. And the more torsional capability you have in the tube, the more it's going to smooth out that transition of power. It's going to it's going to unload uh, some of that shock from the rear end from the rear axles. It's going to uh, you know, help between shifts and things like that that, you know, between it's a pretty dramatic uh difference a lot of times you know we, we get a lot of commentary back from our customers and people that put our drive shafts in and they get rid of the stock drive shafts that weigh however much they weigh so you're going to something lighter you're also going to something that's a lot more direct feeling and just makes a big difference on on the drivability of the car especially with something with high horsepower you, you almost would think that it, that would be opposite like you would want something that's really stiff with no flex i mean just generally speaking as race car applications go you know you might think okay well i need something with little torsional twist um you know that way i could you know harness the power i get it quicker you know i could get up on the tire i could whatever but as you explain it and you, you kind of watch it through your mind how that would would work and absorb you know has some damping capabilities you start to understand why that's that's critical it's a it's a really good point I, I imagine not a lot of people think about that right well yeah when you're thinking about steering right you don't want slop in your steering mm -hmm. you think about brakes you don't right, want a mushy right. brake pedal but when you think about accelerating right you don't think about i want some 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 squish in there, some give in there, but but it's more of these shocks and, and, and torsionals, right? right? So you're kind of just softening those out. You're not necessarily, uh, you know, let's say lagging on your power delivery, right? You're just right. taking out some of the shocks going back and forth. Exactly. And then the other thing is the way that that energy releases itself, you know, on, on a drive shaft that is steel that doesn't have a lot of torsional capability, it's going to have more of a, an instantaneous kind of spring effect. Um, so it, it, a lot of times that will, uh, accentuate that, that shock transfer. So something like aluminum that twists more is going to gradually release and something like carbon goes even further than that. And, and the, the re the, the, basically when it tries to regain its original, uh, position, it does it over a period of time. So that shock that it absorbed is gradually released back into the to the drivetrain, you know. So you think that'll translate into a little better tire bite? Yeah. You're not yeah. breaking the tire loose. Yes. You're just taking a little bit of that shock out. You're winding the thing up a little bit. And as you get a little bit further down the track, it can unwind and put that that energy back into your motion. Bird, you know, you know how you think about it? Anybody that's ever used a winch or a, a snatch rope compared to a mm -hmm. chain when they're right. wheeling, mm -hmm. right? You, you, you wouldn't jerk a chain and get two or three foot of, of lead and and let all that you know shock come at come at that connecting point you a snatch rope has a little bit of give and it's able to to slowly pull you out and absorb it you know as as you get unhooked or unstuck or you know coming out of the the goopy mud you know that acts like a suction cup a lot of times so that's a kind of a, a smart way to think about it and the reason uh, behind it is even better. You can definitely see how that would help. So I'll tell you what, man, time has flown by. We got to take a break now, but more with Lee, more at the Drive Shaft Shop. You guys are hopefully learning stuff today. It's Kevin Bird, Willie B. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. All right, it's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And today it's all about the Drive Shaft. A lot of 
you know, just misconception probably about the drive shaft. A lot of people, you know, just think it's there and it's good and you don't really need to address it. But as we're finding out, there's a lot of ways you could make up power and most importantly, eliminate, you know, things that blow you around. You know, we we put so much money in our cars and so much just just overall fidelity, time and investment, time away from, you know, your friends or your family or your kids, money, hard-earned money for most of us. So the last thing you want to do is load that son of a bitch up quicker or sooner than you need to. You want that money back. So one of the ways and one of the things we've learned from Lee already is some of the big boys like ProMod cars going to carbon fiber drive shafts. Would you have thought about that an hour ago? I don't think so. So, man, you're teaching. You're lear- we're learning. Uh, what else, Lee? What, what are, is, is another thing that you guys are doing at the drive shaft shop that people might be surprised by? Well, I, got, I got a good um, one. I got a good one along those lines. Lee, and you can jump in too. Like the whole one-piece versus two-piece shaft. Right. Sure. Now you were talking about, uh, you know, these shafts aren't infinitely stiff. So we talk about the twist, uh, but you get something long enough. And even though you think it's pretty darn strong, you spin it fast enough and it can start to pretty much whirl. Right. Like if you took a chain between two posts, you know, as a kid, you can kind of whirl that thing around. Uh, mm-hmm. and at some point, you know, that thing will come apart. So I assume that kind of dominates uh, a lot of the OEs when they decided to split a shaft in half. Right. Is sure. to get a two-piece with a carrier in the middle. Uh, sure. But from a performance standpoint, right, and everything else, right, what's the, the trade-off back and forth between a one and a two-piece? Especially when you can put a few more than, you know, OEs are trying to make everything for a couple of pennies. You know, we're going to throw a few bucks at something so we can change materials and, you know, those kind of things. Right. Um, well, the, you know, there's a couple ways to look at the two-piece shaft from the factory. Garbage. That's one way to look at it. In the trash can, that's another way. Yeah, if, if, if you're if you're planning on having any kind of fun with it, yeah, that's pretty much where it needs to go. But um, you know, some of some of those factory two piece drive shafts weigh you know thirty, forty, fifty pounds, um, and it's it's there's a couple different reasons why they do it. First one, like you said, is critical speed because that's something you have to take into account with the length of a drive shaft. Um, they're not going you know to spend like you said they're trying to make something cost effective, so they're not going to spend the time and the resources to make a good one piece drive shaft that's going to be safe enough for whatever they need to do as far as you know diameter and, and all these things um the other thing is it's a lot harder to get uh, a one piece shaft precise enough that it works well in a car um you know a lot of times a lot of these newer cars with the unibody and with the way that the the, the subframes are designed there's um it's not like the old days you know where you had a leaf spring rear end and you had you know the rear wasn't connected to the car. Now it is. So there's a lot of harmonics and things that have to be taken into account. So these two-piece drive shafts aren't just for, for that reason. They're also because a carrier bearing and the dampening that they can put inside of them will reduce NVH through the car. Um, so most of the time, those two-piece drive shafts are just designed to make the car as smooth and as quiet as possible and not at all designed for any kind of performance. You know, um, Hanger bearings, You know, as soon as you start launching a car, a two-piece shaft with a carrier bearing, you know, the carrier bearings start to flex. Eventually they wear out. They start, you know, jumping up and down. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of weight there. But, you know, the, the, the main premise from my perspective is they want a car that, you know, that meets their, uh, you know, sound quality and, and requirements and, and all those things um, over any other kind of performance that they would get out of a drive shaft. So, like you said, once you get into... The type of stuff that we do you have you know more resources you're you're 
we're making things out of material um, that's a very high quality and you know we treat each one you know very uh, carefully as far as the way that we you know check them the way that we high-speed balance them and all these things that have to happen in order to get one of those drive shafts to work right you know we I, I couldn't tell you how many times we've had people call us try to order parts and then they cobble together their own one-piece drive shaft and it just doesn't work because they they don't have all the pieces of the puzzle to really uh, get something like that you know to to uh, to work properly well can you walk us through how is a how is a big high power drive shaft one piece shaft how do you guys build it how do you guys make it what, what kind of what do you start with and you know for for one of these high horsepower cars something you know two thousand horsepower three thousand horsepower range that you're going to see out on the drag strip walk us through what you guys do to, to create that shaft that we're talking about well um you know we we do a lot of we we you know we're a full production production shop so we do a lot of uh, you know, production type drive shafts for Hellcats, for Mustangs, for things like that. A lot of those guys are easily over a thousand horsepower, you know, uh, very soon after they get them. Um, so those types of drive shafts are a little bit different. Um, you know, th there's, there's a lot of different drive shaft configuration out there. Um, you know, a lot of these newer cars, they don't use, uh, you know, slip yokes. They'll have CVs on the stock drive shafts, you know, so we've, We've designed our own line of CVs that are made from better material, that are stronger, that are more precise inside, that give us, you know, the ability to make our own ends that we use to connect to a length of tube and then, you know, to whatever is on the differential. Um, and because, you know, and, and just kind of touching on something else, um, because we've made so many of these parts ourselves, you know, we're a full machine shop, you know, full cnc shop you know we make all all of our own adapters and lots of little pieces that we make that aren't available anywhere else so because of that we've also been uh we have a very strong custom department because lots of people do lots of swaps these days so you know we, we as far as specking out a drive shaft you know we we try to put first we ask all the questions you know what's the transmission what's the rear end um what what are you planning on doing you know horsepower wise are you you know is it a street car or are you planning on doing texas mile and running 200 miles an hour like yes on all of them all of them yes across the board right <laughs> right so um so yeah and that's how we determine um what diameter tube we need to use what what options we have you know we, we try to give people different options as far as you know different price points different performance aspects um but there's you know it there's definitely no cookie cutter thing you know we we we've got we we've got our 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 certain uh formulas that, that work really well but there's not a one size fits all nice kevin you see how he's playing that close to the cuff man they got secrets bro they're doing things <laughs> over there they're like nasa drive shafts man <laughs> yeah he's like he gives all the answers but not not really the answers like oh all right, all right. It's just proprietary, man. You can't know. We do, though. <laughs> yeah, man. It's good stuff. I like it. Yeah, well, you know. You should be on a TV station. Thanks. All right, so, you know, we talked pretty heavily on, on the drive shaft parts, um, but some of these cars now have, you know, axles in the rear, uh, CVs. Uh, what can you tell us there, you know, as far as, you know, what are some of the things that, that dictate the performance of a CV? How much, you know, torque horsepower they can handle? Um, you sure. know, and then you got the axles at different diameters and different materials, et cetera, like that. So what are some of the things that people want to look for? Like, say you've got a Camaro or a Corvette, right? You're going to increase some serious power. You know, where's kind of the point on some of these, you know, 
typical cars uh, where you need to do some upgrades and what would they be looking to shop for? Sure. Um, well, yeah, we, we've um, we've been big in the modern muscle uh, ever since uh, I can remember. So, um, you know, we, we kind of got started with CV axles back in the, you know, late 90s, early 2000s with a lot of the, the front wheel drive cars because um, there wasn't really any modern muscle going on and, and those guys were pushing those boundaries. So we, we really uh, ramped up a lot of our technology back then as far as increasing spline sizes and trying out different materials and and figuring things out you know because it, nobody had done it before um and then once these these newer cars started coming out all the new uh modern muscle stuff and all the all the high horsepower rear wheel drive stuff um we were able to use a lot of that same technology as far as you know by then we were already you know, using 300M on, on most of our axle bars, you know, we, we've, we've designed um, our CVs in a certain way so we can increase the internal splines and make internal parts of CVs out of better materials, um, you know, go to bigger splines into the hub if necessary, make custom hubs, you know, we, um, but if, if, you know, if we're talking about Camaros, Corvettes, the new Mustangs, the Hellcats, you know, these are all, um, a lot of it is, is very, uh, similar in the way that we've designed it just because you know we, we try to keep a, a pretty uh standardized format as far as material that we use um and and that technology crosses uh all those platforms so as far as what you're looking for it really depends on what you're planning on doing with the car you know because a, a 600 horsepower street car is not going to have the same requirements as a 1200 horsepower drag car you know um, so it's important to, to really understand what you're what you're starting with and what your end goal is, and, and just being smart about uh, planning for that. You know, we've 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 we're pretty good with our horsepower ratings on our stuff, um, but there's always those cases where somebody tells you they they're making 500 horsepower and then they're making 1100 a month later so you know <laughs> you can't really plan for that but we tend we tend to do that sometimes yeah you know yeah but you know but it, it's good to take that into consideration so you're not spending your it's money it's called twice, superchargers you know? and turbos and nitrous <laughs> uh, so sure. lee, hey let me ask sure. you a question how much does weight affect or maybe it doesn't at all um how much you know does the weight of the vehicle i'm an old school mopar guy i love those little b bodies which tend to be you know fairly heavy long wheelbase all that type of fun stuff um, actually race a, a pretty nasty, you know, 68 Dodge Super V, which is, you know, 117 inch wheelbase. That's, it's a long wheelbase, you know? Uh, so when you look at a car like that, what is, what are the things you look at and is weight a consideration? Like, do you use a thinner, like smaller diameter drive shaft if it's a car that's a, a race car, um, you know, that weighs 2,800 pounds versus an old school you know, badass muscle car that's got a road cage in it, but boy's got some stink under the hood, and he's pushing you know twelve hundred horsepower too, driving it to Sonic on Fridays, um, and it, and it weighs forty three hundred pounds. Like, is is there something that you look at when it comes to that, or is that pretty much the same formula too? Um, it, we we always try to look at that, um, because that also carries into uh the loading on, on a drive shaft, you know, uh, a 2,800 pound car is not going to put as much load on that drive shaft during a launch as a 4,300 pound car. So yeah, we, we absolutely keep those things into, into account. Um, we have certain, like I said, we have certain like, you know, guidelines, rule of thumb that we follow, you know, if it's over this length, 
we'll try to, you know, step up a, a diameter or, um, you know, we, we run into weird stuff all the time with people in, in swaps. You know, we get a lot of people with old, old pickup trucks with new drivetrains and things like that. And they have clearance issues. And, you know, we, we have to be really careful with taking into account the weight, but also how fast they're planning on going with this thing, because that all that plays a role, you know, it's, it's all those things together that really point us in the direction of what we can offer somebody, you know, but yeah, weight, yeah. weight is a huge thing, you know, just like, you know, just like you mentioned those old cars, but it's not even just those old cars. It's all these new cars too, man. These, you know, just the other day, uh, a guy set a, a, a new record with a, with a charger Hellcat running our stuff. Car weighs 4,400 pounds, you know, and it's running, oh, you know, and it's running, uh, yeah. running eights. So it, that's, that's a lot of, that's wow. a lot of shock load right there, you know? Yeah, it is. So, yeah. Wow. Um, and tires got to be a huge factor. So if you're just a street car, sure. you know, and you think about, uh, you know, street tires go back from a, a bias ply, you know, some of these cars originally designed for, and now you got some super sticky street tires. And then you go to a drag slick, uh, talk about the capability of, you know, running torque through a driveline. Mm -hmm. uh, huge factor difference there. So I, I imagine, you know, it's one of the first questions, are you going to drag launch this thing, especially if you're dumping it at 45 or 5,500 RPM or something, right. you know? Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh, if you're not, uh -huh. if you're not, then you're not doing it right. Come on. Of course you're going to do that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So the common things that people do wrong when it comes to drive shafts, you know, obviously, you know, things like, uh, you know, if you're drag racing, maybe not running a drive shaft loop or drive shaft angles, those kind of things. What do people typically just not do right? Um, you know, it's it, I think as far as people not doing right, I, I think um, you know, we deal with a lot of people every day. Um and I would say that the number one thing that, that people get caught out on is they they just don't do the research as far as what they should be doing with with their setup as far as like you said um angles are are important but we have ways around them you know we've we've done lots of uh now uh we're, we're pretty well known now for a lot of custom cv drive shafts from people with older cars that are putting newer drivetrains in and have bad angles because they just there's no way to position a motor and a transmission without hacking the car to pieces um, so we've, you know, we've come up with solutions for a lot of those things. So it's, it's, um, you know, one of our slogans is we specialize in the impossible because literally we, people come up to us with all kinds of crazy stuff and, and we usually can figure out a, some type of solution. Um, but it's important that if you're building something to, to really take your time and, and do your research and, and figure out what it is that you're going to need before you, uh, you know, before you get so deep into it that you need to back up. Before you weld in all the critical pieces, do a little quick check. Exactly. exactly. Maybe call these guys up and say, this is what I'm doing. And uh, yeah, right. then get out the big old fire stick and permanently right. yeah. affix everything <laughs> in its location there. Uh, but yeah, it sounds cool right. though that you've got some solutions because I know typically in drive shafts, you're trying to stay, you know, somewhere below what, like three degrees ish, maybe up to four degrees of uh you know sure. you join angles before you start getting into some problems and then then you can step into cvs and so if like you said if you do have some of these swap issues or build issues uh being able to kind of make some of these upgrades to fix some of these you know inherent problems is uh probably a huge relief for a lot of folks out there that uh 
got themselves into a jam or, you know, want to do some things that, you know, they're going to be limited on what they're allowed to do just on space and packaging. Absolutely. Or they just went and built some, you know, regular old drive shaft and then they have a problem and then they end up doing their, their research and coming to us for, for a good one. So that, that happens a lot too. <laughs> right on. Right on. So in other words, you could do it yourself and, you know, survive a few problems and eventually call these guys or you could just look them up or contact them. How do people do that? It's the drive shaft shop, duh. So how do people find you, reach out to you, uh, and get uh, get that call happening quicker, sooner than later, you know? Yeah, just go to driveshaftshop.com. Simple as that. Um, we've got a pretty extensive item listing on our website. We've got a couple of, uh, you know, we've got a whole custom drive shaft request page that shows you how to measure and you can fill out a form and, and we can get you a quote on, on what it is that you need for your setup. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's, you know, or give us a call, you know, we're, we're here Monday through Friday. So we're here to answer your questions and, and give you some advice if you need it. And, you know, uh, ask your friends about us. They probably know. There you go. Ooh, ask your friends about us. They know, dude, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> We've been in a lot of really cool product pro, uh, projects lately. I don't know if you guys saw the, uh, the new, uh, the Mach E fourteen hundred with uh, with uh, RTR. Oh my God! Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, man. That was you guys. Yeah, yeah. awesome. It's got four of our axles in it, and uh, our buddy uh, Joel Granis, Granis Racing. I don't know if you, you're familiar with him, but he just set a couple months back set the uh, world stick shift H pattern stick shift record for a rear wheel drive car. Six ran a six ninety in a in a Supra and running all, all of our full nine inch kit and carbon shaft and all that yeah we've been doing some really cool stuff lately yeah i'll say man i told you man these guys are on it they're everywhere that's right and they got you covered well hey man we definitely appreciate it man uh one more time where do people find you socially driveshopshop.com or uh look us up we're on facebook we're on instagram we're everywhere that uh you can type in drive chef shop you'll probably find us there you go, man. Hey, uh, and definitely check them out. And don't forget about our show. You can check it out on weekends on the Motor Shit Network. Check your local listings and throw a fit if they don't have it. Or you can get us on demand, Motor Shit On Demand. It's always an easy way to find us. Thanks to our guest, Lee, uh, from the Drive Shaft Shop. Uh, and don't forget my man, Kevin Bird, our producer is Scoop, and our executive producer is Bob Ecker. And don't forget to check out our website, twoguysgarage.com. Share your thoughts with us. We're on social. We're everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. Now, Two Guys Garage Podcast is a copyright 2020 Britain Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. And if you didn't learn one thing today, I, I hope you retain this fact that M stands for Mega Badass Metal. Mega right. Badass Metal. Get you some. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, man. I thought I knew a little bit about shafts. You know, I've been living with shaft my whole life, but uh, yeah. I got a little bit smarter today, man. Never ends. Hey, I, I, I'm, I'm all about giving you the shaft. All right. <laughs> right on. He gave it to us, man. He gave it to us. <laughs> He's got that on a t-shirt, bro. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Take care. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Britain Productions. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.